Hello from the 2019 Global Legal Hackathon Finals Gala in New York City. My name is Lawrence Coletti. I'm the host for today's show. And uh, the time is ticking down. It's getting very close to the hackathon awards being given here. There will be a winner. And we're all going to know who it is very soon. But before that happens, I am talking with Viz.Law, who is all the way from Berlin, Germany. And I know that maybe they live in different places in Germany, but they met in Berlin. And so we're going to go around and introduce the team here one at a time. And uh, per the normal here at the Hackathon, I'm going to start to my left. We'll start with Jakob, Jacob. Which do you prefer? Jacob. Jacob is more international. All right. Well, Jacob, tell us about yourself. Where do you work? What do you do? That's, that's a good question. Uh, like... Um I don't have a fixed place where I live. I just came from six months in China. So I flew in to here from Shanghai and I'm going to continue to Germany. So it's hard buying tickets, you know, because it's more expensive, you know, by round trips. Uh, back at home, I'm, a, I'm not a lawyer yet. I studied law. I have a master's degree in law. But what really interests me is, um, you know, the programming aspect, the 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 digitalization of law. So both my parents are uh, software engineers, so it's kind of in my blood that I also do software engineering. So this is the perfect event in a way for me because it puts legal stuff together with the tech stuff, legal tech. And what was your role in the team? Um, I was doing the front-end design. So basically this, um, the visualization of the data, like this, this, this thing that you can wobble around, which is <laughs> kind of the signature of our tool, uh, this was what I implemented. Okay, and Henning. Yeah, hi. Um, I'm a, uh, yeah working as a legal research assistant in uh, Berlin, and uh, I'm also a PhD student there. And um, yes, well, what is my role in the team? Well, I'm, I pitched the first idea in the Berlin uh, hackathon, and yeah, that was uh, the point where everything began, and we found it all together there at the Berlin Legal Hackathon. And uh, yeah, we are kind of a I would call it democratic organization. We don't really have these uh, uh, strict uh, role, uh, yeah, role for any someone. We are deciding the uh, yeah the uh, questions together, and um, everyone has his certain specific role uh, depending on the certain tasks to do. So, but I'm not a developer. I'm a I'm a I'm a yeah lawyer by training, but I'm kind of. Yeah, have the uh, have the understanding for the uh, for the question that how could we develop certain uh, um, challenges and uh, solve these challenges by developing. Yeah. Okay, and Pierre. Hi, um, I'm Pierre. I'm a freelance software developer. Um, I did my first ten years of work at the Commerzbank in Germany, um, the second biggest bank, and then then I become a freelancer. Um, I'm actually not from Berlin. I live in Dresden which is in the eastern part of Germany, south to Berlin. Um, and my cousin brought me to the legal tech scene, which we were talking about two or three years beforehand. And uh, he just asked me, um, Pierre, we do um, the third legal hackathon um, I'm attending, so my cousin. And he just asked if I would uh, like to attend. And my role in the team is I am part of the tech the developers and then my role was more or less the infrastructure part um, so the, the back-end side where we're running on and um, that's me <laughs> all right and lisa 
Hi, I'm based in Karlsruhe, Germany, and I'm a PhD student in law, but I also have a de degree in business informatics. So I would call myself a legal engineer, which is kind of what I'm doing in our team as well. Like I'm trying to be the interface between the business and the IT and the, the legal content part. So um, I'm on, on the one hand, I'm, what I was doing in the past month, I was uh, kind of trying to keep an eye on, on CI and the business model and financing and um, acquisition of sponsors. But I was also trying to um, get more into the technical details. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of like in the interface of both worlds. And, and where'd you say you're from again? Karlsruhe, which is in the southern part of Germany. Okay, gotcha. All right, Sebastian. Berlin speaking. I'm working for the Federation of German Consumer Organizations as a policy officer for the model case procedure. That's a term that's probably not known in the US. It's um, part of the new collective redress system in Germany. So I'm organizing the lawsuit against Volkswagen in course of the diesel gate. And I'm in the legal tech scene for some years because before I um, worked in the field for the German Bar Association, and so I came to that hackathon because all the years before I only attended the conferences and now I wanted to do some practical work. And well, I had some good luck to join this amazing team that uh, won the hackathon. And my role is kind of um, asking critical questions and pushing decisions and bringing some cookies. And now <laughs> we are, <laughs> we'll see um, how the roads in the future being a more professional business um, will develop. Now, do you buy those cookies or make those cookies? Um, in fact, I can cook, but I'm not good at baking. Okay, I gotcha, I gotcha. All right, well, last but not least, Marcel. Yeah, um, I'm, I, I live my whole life in Berlin, um, and um, I'm a software engineer, and I made legal, legal tech before the word exists. Um, I'm working um, in, in a company who works for um, law firms and uh, made individual software. And so I worked there for more than 10 years. And um, my role in the team is uh, mostly the back-end development, the uh, handling with uh, a lot of data and um, to um, support the uh, user interface. And um, yeah, that's my role. <laughs> All right, well, it sounds like a pretty diverse background for everybody. Um, so I, it's democratically run, apparently, but uh, who came up with the idea originally? Well, um, we were at the Berlin Legal Hackathon, and uh, um, at first we did some brainstorming, and uh, I was uh, moderating the group called uh, Navigating Legal Complexity, and there the first idea developed, and uh, afterwards I, yeah, I... Uh, yeah, I, I took the chance to uh, to make a pitch on this idea in the uh, podium, and yeah, one by one we came together to this team of uh, yeah amazing nine people with diverse backgrounds and everything. Everyone is uh, quite excited about the idea of visualizing legal data to navigate legal complexity. That's where it started in Berlin. <laughs> so from then to now, how exciting has it been to watch your idea, you know, take all these different versions and gradually, slowly, but surely piece together into what it is today? How, how fun has that been? Pretty fun. Pretty yeah, fun. Yeah, of course, yeah. a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, especially from my perspective. Um, I, I, I was never, except, except from, the, um, from, from, from the chats and talking to my cousin, who's, uh, 
who studied um, what what is it? Uh, yeah, business laws. Um, uh, I have a financial background, working in the bank for ten years, um, trading stuff, a, a bit of legal reporting also for the German authorities. Um, but that's the first time I got in touch with the legal tech, um, like really ex executing the legal tech idea and um, working on it uh, with the team. So that's that's pretty amazing. Um, first the progression from February from the Berlin Legal Tech Hackathon until now in New York at the Fanelli. Um, yeah, and meeting the guys, um, the backgrounds, uh, Jacob working in China, um, Marcel as a CTO of a company and yeah, that's pretty amazing. You asked like, what is fun about this project? I think the most fun about this is this, it looks really cool. Okay. Like if you if you look at these visualizations and, and you start wobbling around and playing around with it, it's just really cool, you know. I mean, there's a lot of projects going on and all of them are adding value to the legal tech scene, right? But I think like if, if I mean, this is kind of like work, right? But we don't have to treat it like work. We can treat it like fun, like a fun project. And that's that's I think for me, it's the most important part. The one that drives me forward most that is that in the end, we create something that, that's cool. Right. And there's a lot of creativity in it. So we can exchange ideas, work on these ideas, and we can really create a product that is visible, yeah, like a visualization. And that's, I think, one of the main parts that is fun. So in preparation for all these interviews we're doing today, I read about the products and, and services being designed. And so I have to say that yours is the one that had the most difficulty understanding in terms of its concept. So I'm hoping that uh, in the next uh, series of explanations, I'll be able to visualize uh, said product. So I think you guys see where I'm going there. But uh, who wants to tell me about what this product does uh, and what problem it solves? One, one. Yeah, one just one sentence. It reminds me of a saying about films. It's so hard to explain a film because it's so easy to understand it. That's it, That really fits to our idea because when you see it, you understand it, but it's really hard to explain it in words only. So what we're doing is we're taking court decisions which are referencing each other, putting them into a mind map-like network. So what the human brain can easily process is uh, a, a network of information which shows intuitively how information is interconnected. So when you're typing in a search phrase, for example, like diesel or Volkswagen or whatever information you're looking on, you get not a list of results, which would be the usual process, but in our product, you get a network of every court decision that is somehow connected to that search phrase. So you can open up the decision is kind of a node in the network. You get all the contents of that court decision. You can save it in, 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 a, like, in a favorite list and add it to your collection of relevant data for your court case. And you can print it out in the end. So we're getting into a part of the legal research process and trying to make it more intuitive, more easy to, to grasp the complexity of information that's out there. So that's the reference implementation. But what we can actually do is we can adapt that reference implementation to any kind of information that is connected. So, yeah, that's what we're doing. And the, the nice side effect, the fun side effect of that is that it's actually kind of nice and fun to play around with those decisions. So in, the, in our product, you have a, um, a workspace, you have a dashboard 
of all the court cases that are related to the search phrase you put in. And you can organize them any way you like. Like if you want your, to have your favorite decisions in the top left corner, you can just put them there. And it's easy for everyone to just adapt their workspace to however they like to be working. So uh, who's the customer? Have you guys, I mean, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to connect myself with the service it, it provides. Uh, who's, who's the likely customer? In fact, every legal professional is a customer because everyone who's doing research on legal information could use this tool. And right now, in our reference implementation, we provide case law, court decisions, but we could also display other kinds of information. So we have got a really broad field of possible consumers, clients, like prosecutors, lawyers, judges, paralegals, whatever. So I think it might be helpful if I had a, a kind of a case study, like an example, you know, so kind of walk me through sort of end to end. I think that would help our listeners kind of connect the dots with the, uh, with the program that you guys have put together. Okay. Imagine you're a lawyer and doing some research in order to find information to support your argumentation in a certain law case. So we'd look for case law. You would look for decisions that support your argumentation. And when searching for it, the results will be displayed in a network and the biggest dots in the lightest red are the most important cases. So you would look for them first and then see which other cases do they cite. So you can easily get an argumentation with like three or four or five cases that supports your point of view. That's a typical use case in our first implementation. All right. Well, uh, I just have one last question for you as we're winding things down here at the gala. If our uh, listeners, they want to follow up, contact you guys, learn more about the product that you've uh, worked so hard to create, how can they find you? Um, who wants to go first? Yeah, well, they can find us on uh, vislaw.de. So uh, like without a dot, just V-I-Z-L-A-W dot D-E. Uh, that's our website, and uh, there you can try a demo and uh, get our contact. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. So we've reached the end of our production here for today. Uh, we're uh, wrapping things up, getting near the end of the hackathon here. But I uh, want to say thank you all for joining us. I know it's getting late in the evening, so I, I appreciate you guys making time, especially because we're cutting into your party time here in uh, New York City. But uh, anyway, uh, thank you guys. Uh, thank you to our listeners for tuning in. It's been a wonderful experience out here. And uh, we'll go ahead and wrap it up there. So if you like what you heard, please find us first and then subscribe, rate, and review us in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcasting app. I'm Lawrence Coletti signing off from the 2019 Global Legal Hackathon Finals Gala. Until next time, thank you for listening. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.